0: Hey, faithful listener welcome to season six of the bible explained podcast the podcast where the bible gets explained so grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of judges good morning faithful listeners this is jen with the bible explained podcast on this lovely wednesday morning Yesterday was just a gorgeous day. It was so beautiful here. The trees were so colorful. The sky was so blue And it was like balmy outside We've had a lot of rain over the past couple weeks, so it was just really nice to just have a nice sunny Balmy day. It was wonderful. So how has the weather been? where you guys are. I'd love to hear about it. You know, I like weather. And when I was a little kid, shockingly enough, I thought I was going to be a weatherman or a weather woman, I suppose. That was what I wanted to be. I, I, I still, to this day, really enjoy talking and learning about weather. All right, let's go ahead and read Judges chapter 16, verses 16 through 22. And I actually have a funny story to tell you guys, but I'll tell it after I read the passage. So I'll be reading out of W.E.B. this morning, but feel free to pause the podcast real quick to go grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea on this lovely morning. And also the version of the Bible that you prefer to read out of because you do not have to read out of the W.E.B., even though that's what I read here on the podcast. But anyway, once you're done grabbing that stuff and you're nice and cozy or you're working or whatever you're doing right now, let's go ahead and read Judges 16, 16 through 22. When she or Delilah pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, his soul was troubled to death. He told her all of his heart, and he said to her, No razor has ever come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will go from me, and I will become weak, and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has told me all of his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. She made him sleep on her knees and she called for a man and shaved off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. She said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. He awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he didn't know that Yahweh had departed from him. The Philistines laid hold on him and put out his eyes. And they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of bronze, and he ground at the mill in prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaved. So speaking of hair, I have a pretty interesting and funny story for you guys. So a lot of you may not know that I am part of a choir in my area, There is a college nearby that does tryouts for people that don't go to college and you can sing in that choir. Well, anyway, I sing in that particular choir and we only do like one concert a year and it's very small. There's about 15 singers and I am one of those singers. I sit in the alto section. So anyway, we're at practice last night and there's a lady that sits next to me. And how the stage is set up and how we like stand on the stage, there's actually like pews on the stage that are up on steps, like really old fashioned wooden steps. We had to stand up for one of the songs we were doing in practice and the lady that stands next to me tripped on the step and she ended up tripping behind me. And so she's like going down. And what she ended up doing to regain her balance as she was falling was she grabbed onto my hair. I am shocked that my hair is still intact after that, actually. There's nothing wrong with my hair. It was, it was fine. And I don't think she meant to grab onto my hair. I, I just, I'm going to throw that out there right now. I don't think this was malicious. I think she just grasped for anything that she could, and it happened to be my hair. And that's what's really funny about it, is I almost never wear my hair down. Almost never. And I made the conscious choice before I went to choir practice to wear my hair down that night because I was like, you know what? It looks fine. I'm not going to put it up because almost always I put it up because I think it looks bad. And so I ended up wearing it down and I never do that. (laughs) You guys, I never wear my hair down. Like you'll even see it in my, you know, YouTube videos and stuff. Almost always my hair is up in a ponytail. So it was funny that I chose to wear my hair down and that my hair actually helped this woman that stands next to me not break her leg and fall on a step. And plus my hair is still there, so it's fine, everything's good. But anyway, I was going home after that entire fiasco, and uh, and yes, it was painful by the way. It it did hurt when she pulled my hair, but it was fine. Like After 10 minutes there was no pain anymore, I was good to go. And she was fine too, just to let you guys know she was okay. Well, anyway, I'm on my way home and I'm thinking about it. And I'm just like, maybe my hair is like Samson's. Maybe (laughs) I'm serious. This is what I'm thinking, because I had just done like a Samson episode about how his hair was so strong that he was able to like pull it out of the weave. Remember, we talked about that on Monday. And I'm like, maybe like the Holy Spirit gave strength to my hair. (laughs) I wore my hair down for a reason last night i'm telling you guys i'm i'm telling you i never wear my hair down it helped save somebody it (laughs) my hair helped save somebody and uh after the entire thing happened initially i wasn't too happy that she grabbed onto my hair but after it was all done after it was all said and done i was very happy that First and foremost, she was not hurt. Secondly, that my hair was okay. And thirdly, that uh, I was able to support somebody. My hair was able to support somebody in their time of need. So yeah, maybe the Holy Spirit gave my hair extra strength yesterday. Because normally my hair breaks like crazy. Like I brush it and I'll look at my hairbrush and there's just a a clump. A clump of hair that has come out of my, my head. So normally my hair is not that strong. But Samson's hair was very strong. And we know that the reason Samson had this great strength was because of the Holy Spirit. And that was the only reason. It had nothing to do with his hair. Like I said about my hair, my hair just falls out very easily. It's the Holy Spirit that is the one that is able to give strength to somebody. And the Holy Spirit was constantly giving Samson this great strength. And so you can see with this story of Delilah that Samson actually believed that it was his hair that was giving him this great strength. Here's what he says. He told her all of his heart, because don't forget, Delilah was nagging him and nagging him and nagging him for him to tell his secret of his great strength. And so finally, he tells her about his hair and he believed it. He believed it was his hair that was giving him this great strength. He told her all of his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come on my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will go from me and I will become weak and be like any other man. Maybe Samson believed it was his hair because it was the one Nazarite vow that he had not broken yet. Because don't forget, he broke his Nazarite vows left and right like crazy whenever he wanted to. He was very sexually promiscuous. He likely drank wine and ate grapes. We talked about that. He uh, didn't follow the cleanliness vows of eating, eating purely. Remember, he was like touching the lion carcass and getting honey out of it and all sorts of crazy stuff. So he didn't follow any of his Nazarite vows, but yet he still had this great strength because of God's incredible mercy. And so Samson, I think, wasn't giving any glory to God at all. He believed it was all in his hair because that was the one Nazarite vow he had kept for his entire life. So he says, it's my hair, actually. If you cut my hair, if you shave it off, then I will become as any other man. So Delilah saw that Samson had told her all of his heart. And she called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up now. He has told me his entire heart. And you can see what kind of a woman Delilah is here. She is awful. She's a terrible woman because there is no love for Samson at all in her heart. He's pouring out his heart to her, and she's using that. She's using what Samson told her to bring him to complete and total ruin. And she had to have known that the Philistines wanted to kill Samson. She just had to have known that. And maybe she hated the Israelites as well. It's very possible that if she was a, if she was a Philistine woman, we know that she has a an Israelite name or a Hebrew name, but if she was a Philistine woman, which most likely she was, She probably also hated Samson because she had heard almost her entire life about how terrible Samson really was. So that could have been part of it as well. Like this deep-seated resentment towards Samson and towards the Israelites. So the Philistines come and they bring a razor. (laughs) And it also says they bring the money in their hands. So that means that Delilah has her payout. She gets all the money that she wanted through all of this for betraying Samson and she betrayed him for a lot of money. It was 11,000 pieces of silver. Oh, I'm sorry, not 11,000, 1100 pieces of silver per Philistine lord. And we don't know how many lords of the Philistines there were, maybe three, maybe four, but that would have been a ton of money for Delilah. So Delilah gets her payout, and it says now that she begins to torture Samson, actually. She made him sleep on her knees. So all of this was done in secrecy. The lords of the Philistines were probably, you know, hiding out in another area of the house, waiting for Samson to fall asleep. And somehow Delilah coerced Samson into falling asleep. Maybe she gave him alcohol. Maybe she sang him a lullaby. I have no clue what she did in order to get him to fall asleep. But she gets him to fall asleep on her knees. And so she calls for a man to come and shave off the seven locks of his head. So I think that Samson's hair, the way it is described here, was probably braided into seven different locks. That was how Samson managed all of his long hair, is he just braided it so that it wasn't constantly, you know, flowing in the wind all the time. So a man comes and shaves off the seven locks of Samson's head. And notice this verse here, verse 19, Delilah began to afflict him. Other versions will say, She began to torment him. Now, I don't know exactly what this means. I tried to find some commentary that goes a little bit more into detail with this. But because this is the entire story that we have, I imagine that Delilah's like tormenting of Samson or afflicting of Samson was either just the cutting off of his hair or the fact that maybe she was almost like teasing him. That's kind of how I interpreted it. I, I kind of did it in like a sing-songy voice when she's like, "Samson, the Philistines are upon you." That's kind of how I imagine Delilah afflicting Samson, because there's no love at all for Samson in her heart. She is a terrible woman, and her um her name, Delilah, which means darkness, very much embodies who she is. She's just a dark, kind of terrible person. <laughs> But in verse 19, it mentions that after Delilah began to afflict Samson and after his hair was shaved, he began to lose his strength. He lost his strength. So why, if the hair had nothing to do with Samson's strength, why would Samson lose his strength after his hair was cut? I think it's because, like I alluded to earlier, It was the one Nazarite vow that Samson had kept his entire life. And I think God finally was kind of like, okay, this was the last vow you broke. I am no longer giving you this strength. Your, Your chances are over with. Because Samson had chance after chance after chance of God's power. Imagine the life Samson could have had. Imagine the kind of judge Samson could have been. Instead of being one of the worst judges in all of Israel's history, he could have been one of the best. He could have been a legend instead of being a, I mean, he's still kind of a legend, but he could have been like a real legend that Israel could have looked up to for years instead of being what he was, which was a picture of Israel itself and how God gave the Israelites The law and told them to keep it. And the Israelites were like, yeah, we're going to keep it. They made a vow with God from their infancy, basically, that they would keep his commandments. And then they just kept breaking them and breaking them and breaking them. And God would give them still the Holy Spirit. God would give them still mercy and give them grace and give them uh, abundance, just like he did with Samson. I mean, Samson, up until now he had no consequences for anything that he did ever and he likely was like a, a middle aged man at this point you can see he had no consequences he had great strength given to him by God he was always able to get out of whatever situation he found himself in he had no consequences and that was the same for Israel Israel did things over and over and God would still bless them but then finally enough was enough Israel would break the camel's back with the last straw and God would take his hand of blessing away. And that's exactly what Samson did. This was the last Nazarite vow that he had kept his entire life not to cut his hair. And now he cut his hair. He told this terrible woman that he was going to cut his hair. And I imagine actually that Samson still, after his hair was cut and after he knew his hair was cut, because I imagine... That Samson knew his hair was cut. Because let me just tell you something. <laughs> I used to do it. I used to be a hairdresser. And I actually cut my hair very, very short one year. It went from being rather long to very short. That was back in like 2017. I had like a boy cut for a while. After my hair was cut, I knew it was cut. Like you you can just tell that it's gone. Because your head feels so much lighter your head feels breezier. And when you move, there's no hair like anywhere. It's just gone. You can tell it's gone. So I know that when Sam, I just know that when Samson woke up, he knew his hair was gone. He knew that Delilah had cut his hair and he couldn't have ever thought that she wouldn't have cut his hair. I mean, she did everything else to him that he told her would sap his strength. So why wouldn't he know that she was going to cut his hair. Of course he knew. And she did end up cutting his hair and his hair was gone. And he woke up knowing his hair was gone. His head probably felt very light. His hair was gone. And he says, he wakes up from his sleep and he says, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. So that shows you right there that Samson didn't actually believe that he would ever have any consequences to his actions. At all, he didn't even know that the spirit had departed out of him. That is how out of tune with God he was. That is how foreign God was to him, that he didn't even know that the Spirit had left him. So he goes out to try to fight against his Philistines, these Philistines, and he was powerless. He was weak. The spirit had left him. The spirit said, enough is enough, Samson. And he left. So the Philistines grabbed hold of Samson because Samson is now weak. He's like any other. And I shouldn't say weak. He's just an average guy now who can't fight against a ton of Philistines in the house. So he immediately gets bound, unable to break free of anything. And the Philistines plucked out Samson's eyes. They made him blind. So not only was Samson blind spiritually, now he's blind physically. There's a lot of uh, correlation with blindness in scripture regarding our hearts. Remember how we talked about Saul on the way to Damascus and how he met Jesus and was blinded. And that was almost like a picture of how Saul was living his life in complete darkness in just wanting to be blind, not wanting to see the light, not wanting to see the truth of who Jesus was, blindness has a lot to do with the condition of our soul in scripture. So all of a sudden now, Samson is blind. And of course, this was a torture to Samson. This was specifically done to humiliate Samson. Delilah was probably like, yay, Samson's blind now. (laughs) We never hear about Delilah ever again. But Samson is taken to prison where he has to grind at the mill. So he's blind now and he has to to work like a slave. But that's what they forced him to do. They forced him to do very hard labor while he was blind. But there's a little mention here in verse 22, a little cliffhanger. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaved. So his hair starts to grow while he's in prison. Now, don't forget that Samson believes that his hair has something to do with his great strength. He has a superstition regarding his hair and it begins to grow again after he's in prison for a while, after he was shaved. So all of Samson's story and Samson's life is a warning to all Christians to not be like Samson not towing the line between wanting God and also wanting the world. Because Samson wanted both. He wanted the benefits of God and he wanted the benefits of the world. But in the end, there is no benefits of the world, no real ones anyway, that God can't just give you. That is why churches and Christians in general need to be very careful about what we allow into our churches. We cannot compromise with what the world wants us to do. We have to do what scripture tells us to do. And we can't twist scripture either. There's a lot of people that like to twist scripture to make it fit their own narrative as well. We can't do that either because that is in a way also compromised because we are not doing what God wants us to do. If we're just twisting scripture to fit our own narrative, we're no different than Samson who didn't follow scripture at all and just did whatever he wanted to do. We can't just do whatever we want to do and say that scriptural passages fit into that narrative of what we want to do. We have to make our actions be defined by what scripture says. Alrighty, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have been enjoying the, the life of Samson and just how amazing a person Samson really is and how much more amazing he really could have been had he followed what God told him to do. Samson is a person who has been so blessed, but doesn't thank God for those blessings, doesn't uh, choose to follow God. And it really is a picture of America. America is so blessed. We have so much here. We have running water. That's more than the the rest of the world. We have so much in America, and yet we don't thank God for those blessings. The churches are You know, compromising on Christian values and people are twisting scripture to whatever they want it to be. We have to be very careful to not live like Samson lived and to just follow scripture the way God wants us to follow scripture. Because otherwise, we're going to be like Samson in the end, where God takes his hand of blessing off of us and nobody wants that. Because anytime that ever happens, nothing good comes of it. We want God here. So we have to pray for our country, pray for the world, pray for Israel as well. Just pray that we don't compromise on what the world wants. Pray that we instead do what God wants us to do, because that's always going to be better for us in the end. Faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day and of your week. I will see you guys tomorrow for another episode out of the New Testament. Happy listening and God bless.